Hello, my name is Tanya Locks, and you are listening to the Tanya Locks Show. I just want to start off by saying that I am not a therapist, I am not a life coach, and like Tony Robbins, I am not your guru. If you have not watched I Am Not Your Guru, check it out, it's pretty good. I am just a girl who um, who's living life and have gone through some things and have learned some things. Most of my podcast talks will be about life, love, relationships, especially relationships when it's concerning my mother and my father. So mother-daughter, father-daughter relationships. Today, um, I'm going to talk about mother-daughter relationship. Um, I... I have my own problems with my mother. So if you know a little bit about me, I was raised, or if you don't, I'm going to tell you, I was raised by my grandparents from the age of 10 until I moved out. Um, Before then, I was raised by my mom. We had uh, a rocky relationship um, for a really long time. We still do. And I co-wrote a book called Love Life Lessons Learned. It's funny because I'm from New Orleans and I lived in the ninth ward of New Orleans. If you know anything about New Orleans, you know about wards. There are nine, uh, seven ward, fifth ward, fourth ward, ninth ward, what have you. And I'm from the ninth ward. Well, the chapter of the book that I helped co-write, I'm chapter nine. My story is in chapter nine. And I thought that was, what a coincidence. It didn't... Um, we didn't make it to be that way. It's just how it happened. So I wrote this book called Love Life Lessons Learned. And you can find it on Amazon. You can also get it from me. Um, you can go to our team, teamlockslifestyle.com. And you can also order the book from there. So my it's no secret that I have a rocky relationship with my mom. I love my mom to death. No doubt. I would absolutely do anything for my mother. There are a lot of relationships that mother and daughters have that are different, you know, from each mother and daughter type relationship. Examples like some mothers and daughters or some mothers were, um, they ridicule their daughters for being fat or overweight or, you know, they don't, allow their daughters to grow up and have their own lives. You know, they kind of like want their daughters to, um, I don't know, be more like them or what have you. And it's sometimes it's not always the mothers. The daughters play a huge part in this too. Well, my relationship with my mom, as I said, I talked about this in the book and I'll get more into it on a different, on another podcast. Maybe I'll do a part two. My relationship with my mom is that I felt she um, put, you know, some, uh, a man before her children. And you have a lot of mothers that do that for some reason. I have no idea why. Um, but, so that's the relationship or, or that's the problem that I, I have with my mom. I was molested um, by her guy, man, friend, boyfriend, whatever you want to call him. I was molested by him and nothing was done about it and so on and so forth. 
Well, by the age of 10, I moved out. My grandmother, she came to get me. And what happened was the reason why I moved out is because he was he was an, uh, an abuser physically, emotionally, sexually. He was just an abuser all, all the way around. And just about every night he would come in and beat my mom and that kind of stuff. And so I just, I really got tired of it. And I remember promising my little 10-year-old self that if he hit my mom one more time, I'm either going to kill him or something's going to happen. It's not going to be good because I just, I just got tired of him beating her. So, and he did, he, he, he beat her the next morning as I was leaving off of school. There were, back in the day, there were um, soda water bottles that was in glass bottles instead of plastic bottles the way that they are now. And so we had one just lying around and after he hit her, I pitched it, hit him, cut him across the eye. I ran to the next door neighbor, next door neighbor called my grandmother. And from that morning on, I wish I could remember the day. From that morning on, I had never looked back. I never returned back to my mom. I lived with my grandmother until it was time for me to leave out the house as an adult. Um, so, and, and since then, it's been really hard having this relationship that I really and truly want with my mother. I am now 40-something years old, and there's still a little girl inside of me that yearns for her mother. Not so much now, um, a mother, a motherly relationship. Like, I don't need her to mother me, but I would love to have a friendship, an honest friendship, genuine friendship with my mothers. And so I realized that by talking with other women, because I'm always in, I'm always in the, um, in the room or around other women's women because of what I do. And I found that I am not the only one who have these issues with their mother. And I'm also not the only one, um, who's, you know, it hurts, right? Like it hurts us all when we don't have a relationship with our mother, because our mother to me is our first love. They carried us for nine months and their belly at 10 months. And, you know, they, we, we got our nutrition from them. We got our, they're our bloodline. They're the first person I believe that we ever love. And yes, fathers, and I have a, you know, my father and I is relate and my father and my, oh, I, my relationship with my father is not all that either at all because he was a deadbeat dad. He knows it. He confessed it to it or he confessed to it. But that first love to me is that the love of your mother. And that relationship is so complicated. Like I've met so many women who wish they had a relationship with their mom, but it's so difficult because, or for whatever reason, we all, you know, some of us have our, have different reasons. Some of us have the same reasons for why we cannot establish a, a real relationship with our mother, mothers. But for me, um, I've tried. You know, I my mom, my mom has gone through some serious things in her life, right? And not to sit here and tell her story. This is actually my story, and I'm and her story is a part of my story. My story is a part of her story. 
but not to sit here and tell the story for her, but my part of the story, my mom has gone through a whole lot. And I, I realized um, later on that the things or the mistakes that my mom made was only because she didn't know any better, right? I don't think she knew any better. Um, she did what she, she knew what to do. And she did the best that she could do because that's all she knew. So she made a lot of mistakes. And as mothers, we're going to do that with, with our children. I have three kids. We have three kids. I'm a mother to two daughters and a son. So I know that I'm going to make mistakes. But man, some of the mistakes that, mistakes that these, that the mothers make, as some mothers make, it's like you could have done better. You know, and I feel like my mom could have done better. She had 12 children. Um... And she just didn't have the help that she needed. So it affected our relationship a whole lot because I never felt that my mom was truly there for me. Like even now, she's not, right? And because she's not there for me, I can't be there for her. But I can't force myself to be there for her if she won't let me in. So um, the relationships between a mother and daughter is so complex and it's hard like I, I have tried many things. I've tried many ways to really, you know, have a relationship with my mom. And I tried so hard to where I, I would, you know, put myself out there and I get hurt. Put myself out there and I get hurt again. It was to the point where my husband was asking me, why do you continue to do this to yourself? And if, you know, if you are a, a woman and you have a great relationship with your mother, you have no idea what I'm talking about. Like, because your relationship is solid with your mother. You talk to each other, you laugh with each other, you, you go out with each other, you have dinner with each other. You know, you, your mother's a grandmother to your children, and they know their grandmother and this, that, and the other. If you have that, that is so wonderful. Thank God for it, because... For us who don't have it, it is hard, it is difficult, and it's sad at times because we don't have that relationship that you, you know, you, you daughters have with your mother. And so there's a lot of trauma that comes with that. There's a lot of things that we deal with as motherless daughters, though our mother is alive, um, that we deal with that no one else seems to understand unless you're that daughter, right? So I have tried to have or establish this relationship with my mom and she continues to push me away for what, whatever reason, you know, there can be some guilt there. There can be some, you know, I don't know, you know, whatever it is, I, I, I simply cannot tell you. I've tried to have an open dialogue, but it's really hard to get through to someone who only see things one way. So what I've had to do, if you're dealing with this, trying to get through to your mom, trying to have this relationship and she continued to push you away, what I've had to do is just love my mom from a distance. I had to love her where she is or where we are in our relationship. I had to love her then. I, I, I had to stop looking for something that there is no longer there or that has never been there. I had to stop looking for it. I had to stop going after it. 
I no longer need her to mother me. And at this point, if we never become friends, as hard as this is to say, I'm okay with that, right? I have no choice but to be. Because if I allow myself not to be okay with it, I'm going to live the rest of my life hurt and pain because I can't, I can't have this, even this friendship with my mom. Um, but to my mom's, um, to her, what is the word I'm searching for? To her credit, she has gone through a lot, right? And she's dealt with, um, abuse, you know, that kind of stuff. She's dealt with sickness in her life. And it's sad because I, through her sickness, I, I couldn't be there because I didn't know. I, I didn't even know as a daughter that my mom was dealing with health challenges. And that hurt because I couldn't be there because she didn't tell me until afterward, after the fact. Um, so to her, but to her credit, like I said, she did the best she could. And I, tr- I truly forgive my mom. And if you read the book, you was, uh, my title is for- Forgiving My Mother Healed My Womb. And I won't go into all of that, uh, the reason the reason for writing for having that title, but I forgive my I forgave my mom or I forgive my mom on so many levels. And I've tried to tell her this and you know, and how much I love her and stuff like that. And there's still no there's still nothing. I pray that um we can have this relationship and I will I will probably will continue to force my love upon her because I want her in my life that bad but I don't I don't think I'm going to continue to force a friendship with her because it's it's difficult so again what I had to do is just love her from a distance you know um and take from that and be the best mother that I can be to my children, to my daughters, to my son, and establish a relationship that I wanted with her, with my own children. So the relationship is hard. I I yearn for when I see my friends with their mom and they're hanging out and, you know, the the mother is taking the grandkids and they're having a good time going on mother-daughter trips and stuff like that. I am seriously happy for my friends. But at the same time, like, oh, I wish I had that. But then I said, well, you're going to have it with your girls. And that it makes me feel better to know that I'm going to have that with my children. So I just, um, I, um, I love my mom from a distance. And later on, I'll talk about, you know, the trauma that it caused in a mother-daughter relationship. It, oh, God, it causes so much trauma in the brain. And you, we tend to bring that into our relationships or when we're trying to get into relationships. Man, I can remember when, you know, when I was younger and you just look for love in all the wrong places because... Though you have a grandmother and a grandfather that loves you, they are not your mom. They are not your dad. You know, they are not that original, you know, mom and dad that actually brought you into this world. And you, I thank my grandparents for my for the love that they have for me because I, I truly wouldn't be where I am today had I, my grandmother 
didn't come for me. Um, so I, I am grateful, grateful for my grandparents. I truly am. But that, that love, man, that, and that care and that protection from. So I'm picking up from where I left off, hopefully. Um, I had a phone call come through. <laughs> I did not put the phone on do not disturb. I am recording from my phone. So I had a phone call come through and it cut off my flow. So picking back up where I left off from, I was talking about my um, having my grandmother and grandfather um, to raise me and how I am so grateful for that and how you know much they loved me and cared for me and did the best they could do for me. And if it wasn't for them, I probably wouldn't be where I am now. And I also was talking about, but there's nothing like having the original mom and pop. You know, your mom and dad there to love and protect you and that type of stuff. And I was also talking about, you know, how this can cause trauma to the brain and how we tend to bring, you know, that into our relationships. And not just women, men men do it too. Um, men have a tendency to not become aware of what they're doing um, in their relationships or they're not woke like women are. Not that that's a bad thing. I'm not saying anything negative about men. It's just that women are more woke about it or become more woke about it or aware of their behavior in relationships. And um, they can kind of understand where it stems from. But I was saying that we go into relationships with you know, brokenness and all this baggage that, you know, we we carry from our mothers and our fathers and stuff like that. And I know for me, I look for love in all the wrong places because I just, because something was missing. Maybe there was a void that I was trying to build. But um, I eventually, you know, met my husband and, you know, that kind of stuff. And we dated had a, you know, had a relationship, got married. We've been married now for 19 years, going on 20 years. Um, but inside my own marriage, I, you know, I brought that little girl, little girl with me into my marriage. And I remember having to apologize to my husband, my husband, because I expected him to be so many things to me that he just couldn't. I needed him to be my mother because I was a little girl yearning for my mother. I needed him to be my father because I was a little girl yearning for my father, I needed, you know, I even looked to him as my God, you know, my G-O-D, you know, and it's because of the lack, the lack of growing up. So I had to apologize to my husband for that, but um, there are so many things that happens when you don't have a great relationship with your parents and I, I really, and I know I'm going to make some mistakes with my own children, um, but I pray that there are none near the mistakes that my parents made with me or have made with my siblings. So anyway, I'll make a part two about this and, and I'll talk about, and this is deep because there are so many kids that are being molested not just by uncles and cousins and stuff like that, but by the mom's boyfriend and even sometimes their own fathers. And it's not being talked about. 
the mom knows about it and hushing the kid up and not saying anything about it, you know, telling the kid don't talk about it. And let me tell you, that that right there, that can send a kid into a, a tailspin of all kind of things, um, drugs, prostitution, selling, you know, selling themselves, which is prostitution, just all kind of things, low self-esteem. I dealt with low self-esteem so bad for so long, um, up until my, I don't know, maybe a few years ago. But if you are a mother and you're listening to this and you have an inkling or feeling that something is going on in your home with your daughter or your son, don't hush it up. Save your child. Save that kid. Please save that kid. It's just happening way too much, and you mothers aren't doing anything about it. And it just blows my mind how you can lay up there and let somebody touch your children, molest your children, and you do absolutely nothing about it. Ugh, it blows my mind. That's when I want to like karate chop, karate chop somebody. Um, but I'll talk about that later on, but yeah, if you're having, you know, problems with your mom, I I'm, I'm there with you, girl. I feel you. Um, I, I, we can, you know, we got to rise above this. We got to be better even for ourselves and for our own children. Just love your mom from a distance, love her where she, meet her where she is. That's all I can tell you is meet her where she is because I really don't have the answers right now. I'm working on it. And one day, hopefully I can come back on this iPod and, and tell you a great story or a great ending that my mom and I, we jam tight, you know, we did that and the other. But until then, I, I'm on the same road or path with you. And I also you know, podcast about the relationship with that, that I have with my father, which is not great either. Um, and the things that I've learned and what it's taught me, you know, that kind of stuff. But until then, you are loved. I love you. We'll get through this mama-daughter trauma thing together. If you have um, ideas and ways that you deal with it and you know that there, and that's another thing, we need to stop being quiet as women. I promise you, if you open up and talk to another woman, she probably having the same problems that you're having. And she could probably help you deal with it because maybe she's learned something new or a new way to deal with it. Open up to each other. Stop being so, I don't want to say nothing because, you know, they're going to think this or they're going to think that. Who cares? You know, talk about it. Heal. You have to heal, and you can't heal if you don't talk about it and share your story. Share your story. Imagine all the women and little girls you're, you're going to help just sharing your story. So I would say share your story. Tell somebody. Don't hold it in. Heal. Heal, woman. So until then, have a great night um, and begin the healing process. I love you. Talk to you soon.